Winnaker Weekly is a three-episode-in anime discussion podcast where two brothers discuss a show of their choice. The show can be anything from a current season flop to a decades-old classic. What are they going to talk about next? Who knows? They sure don't. I'm Lee. And this is Whitaker Weekly. Let's get right to it. All right. Uh, first off, the news. You found a couple of articles here. Yes. Now, at first, I thought this was some sort of gag, but apparently it's legitimate. Um, Attack on Titan Levi official laundry detergent goes on sale. Mm hmm And, uh, oh, boy. Let me just open this up this link real <laughs> quick. Um, I'm pretty sure it's a brand name. I think it was Tide or something. Let me just double check. But it looks like just a bottle of bleach with Levi on it. Um. Mm definitely in it looks like it's tied based on the logo it looks like it might be the japanese version of tied let me take a look at it yeah except right now it says attack attack uh-huh but it did uh it's a thick blue font with a orange and yellow yeah logo mm -hmm. behind it so it it feels like a tied logo to me I'm, um, I'm not sure what tied is called in japan it may be attack i don't know anyway <laughs> But attack antibacterial X super clear gel. But yeah, it's, we we got a picture here of Levi pouring this bottle into a cup with his trademark. I am going to get the entire world clean scowl. Mm -hmm. And his little uh, bandana over his head. Yes. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, I'm uh, I'm not surprised by that in the slightest. I mean. Uh... The more popular show is, the more branding you're going to see for it. So It's true. All right, next up, you found something for Fathom Events. Uh, Fathom Events has announced um, uh, that uh, they are partnering with Crunchyroll to release Mob Psycho 100 Season 2 Premiere. Uh, coming up uh, first week of January, I want to say. Let me just open up the link real quick and uh, confirm. So I want to say it was January 6th. Hmm. <clears throat> Um, yeah, so it's a runtime of two hours. Mm-hmm. So it's going to have multiple episodes. Most likely. Uh, in theaters, January 5th. January 5th. Okay, good deal. Okay. Okay, um, next up is some news that, uh, that I found, and by found I mean I watched the Video Game Awards this last week. Um, and they had a whole bunch of news, but two things that really struck out to me is that they've already announced the second uh, DLC character for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, mm -hmm. and uh, it's Joker, who's the main protagonist from Persona 5. Okay. Um, and it was a very, very exciting, fun review. I'll go ahead and link the YouTube clip um, to it on our site. Um, but and I, I'll just go ahead and let you guys watch it. Uh, and then... Uh, Ed Boon, those of you who have been gaming for a long time may recognize that game, he accidentally revealed his next project at the Video Game Rewards. He comes out and he's supposed to, um, he is supposed to, um, reveal, he, he's supposed to, like, give the award of, like, best sound editing, something like that. I'm getting uh -huh. that wrong. But he comes out and he's like, okay, and here are the nominees for best, you know, whatever. And then everything fades to black, like it's supposed to, and then uh -huh. there's supposed to be a video of the nominees, well, instead of that, it's a video, a, C a CG video, of a fairly violent video uh -huh. of Scorpion fighting Raiden. 
<laughs> and for those of you who don't know who Ed Boon is, he is one of the creative minds behind the Mortal Kombat series. Yes. So it was... Uh, who He <laughs> actually had his name backwards with another co-creator, Noob, Noob Saibot. Noob Saibot. He was, a, yeah. was another Scorpion clone. Yes. Um, but uh, anyway, um, it was just a... Isn't he a, also the one who went like, Frosty! Is that his face that, that pops up every once in a while? I have no idea. I, I have no idea. Okay. Um, but anyway, uh, he... Uh, but yeah, so he revealed Mortal Kombat 11 in a fairly humorous uh, way that's, that has stuck out to me uh, above a lot of the other uh, world premiere trailers and stuff. Right. Um, anyway, so that's it for the news. Um, um, backing up a little bit, I just um, there was something I remember seeing about the announcement of Joker about uh, being introduced into Smash Brothers Ultimate. And that was a video that was... Um, it was the shot from the opening scene from uh, um, Zombieland Saga, where um, uh, Sakura getting hit by the van, yeah. but Sakura's face is Waluigi, and the person driving the van is Joker. Is Joker. Um, I personally hope <laughs> Waluigi never gets into Smash Brothers, just because I think that'd be hysterical if, they're, if they, <laughs> if just, they refuse, just ignore. They have literally every other Mario character right now, and they just completely ignoring Waluigi, just just because <laughs> Sakurai is a massive troll. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, just that that shot of her being hit by the van and that, slow motion falling away. That <laughs> is a um, that has become a meme. It's an ass. Uh, that shot where it's uh expecting one thing and then then a sudden twist to reveal something else yes you know okay uh anyway um let's go ahead and move on to three episodes in uh so and this, this week, week was my choice yep, you picked and i picked uh quad s grid man uh the synopsis reads you uh, yuta hibiki can't remember who he is and now he's seeing and hearing things that others don't a voice from an old computer tells him to remember his calling and he sees a massive unmoving creature in the distance Nothing's making sense until the behemoth springs to life. Suddenly, Utah is pulled into the digital world, reappearing in the real one as the colossal hero, Gridman. All right. Well, let's go ahead and start off. The very first, the opening starts with um, with a girl with short purple hair standing on top of a school, and uh, and uh, she's just kind of looking off into the distance, and suddenly there's an explosion, and then it cuts to uh, it cuts to uh, Utah waking up. Asleep on a couch. Asleep on a couch. And he is, he's asleep on his couch and he wakes up and uh, this girl who's sitting there mm -hmm. in, in this, like in her living room, uh, she says, uh, oh, you're, you're finally up. And he's, he's very, very groggy and he just says, good, good morning. Yeah. And she's like, I tried waking up for half an hour and you wouldn't move. Uh, are you okay? Do we need to go to the doctors? And he's like, I think I'm fine. And he gets up. And he goes, he asks where the bathroom is, and she says it's over there. And he's just like, who is she? Wait, who am I? What am I doing here? What What's going on? Yeah, so he has so, no memory whatsoever. Which is something we're seeing quite a bit in some of the recent shows uh, we've watched. Yeah, amnesia is like, becoming a, too, a way too <clears throat> common trope. More, mm -hmm. Way more common than it already is, which is already way too common. Mm -hmm. But anyway, he, uh, he goes to the... Uh, he kind of cleans himself up, and she asks him if he's doing all right. And uh, he uh, kind of just says, "Well, they they." He reveals that he doesn't know who she is, and she's like, "Wait, so you don't remember what happened today?" 
And well, she doesn't believe him at first. She thinks uh-huh. he's just being a jerk. And he's like, wait, so you don't remember what happened today? He's like, no, what happened? And she's like, nothing. Don't worry about it. If you're pretend, <laughs> if you're pretending, you're a real jerk. But yeah, if you're, yeah, she says that on their way to school or, or wherever. Um, but he, uh, they get into an argument, and um, is it? I'm trying to remember. No, it's okay. So he goes to school. He goes to school. Doesn't with, uh, with her. Well, well, no. Um, it's the next day that they go to school. First, she takes him mm-hmm. to the hospital, and he's he's seeing things mm-hmm. that she's not yeah. seeing. They go through. And they, they go, go th- through her mom's store. Her uh-huh. mom runs what's called a recycle shop. Yeah, it's just like you know, it's like uh, a savers or something like that, where people usually what they'll do is they'll sell something, and they get and then the recycle shop will try to sell it back. It's like a right. It's like a low grade. Um, um, well, I don't want to say low grade. I know, I know. There's lots it's of kinda smaller like a, ones. It's kind of like a pawn shop. Yeah, it's like a pawn shop. There's some smaller ones, but there's also some really big ones. Like a lot of the magazines and stuff that I got from Japan, and uh-huh. even my Super Famicom, I got from a recycle shop. Okay. Um, and a lot of them will have old, older, like, uh, old, well, just old cool collectors stuff. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, so they take him to the doctors, and she and he comes out, and he says, "Well, they just said they said I'm fine, and probably just be back to normal in a couple of days." She's like, "Oh, okay. Well, I guess that's that." And he's like, "Yeah, okay, bye." And then and he's, he's about to walk off. He takes one step, and then the shoot, and something that seems to be trademark about this show, and I couldn't tell at first. I couldn't tell whether it was just me having a bad connection streaming, uh-huh. but no. What's actually happening in this show is that they have long, awkward pauses. <clears throat> Um, to extend mm-hmm. the animation or well, something, well, and it's which was kind of odd because they—I don't know if this, this is the way it was for you—but when they were arguing, it was like they were jump cut arguing. Yes, they, they were jump cut arguing. For so me. they were—they were jump cut arguing at first. I'm like, what on earth is going on? Yeah. I had to make sure that Toby wasn't sitting on the controller or something like that. <laughs> um, but no, he wasn't, and it was just they were—they would argue, but they would jump cut the argument like spli- they it's like they spliced it together i don't know why they went that went with that it was interesting um but maybe they did that just so they could go ahead and have these longer cuts <laughs> later on but anyway yeah maybe. He, but, he's, but he, he's, he's standing, standing there, there like mm-hmm. i don't remember where i live and she's like oh crap and she's she's, she's like, just where you live. getting more and more exasperated with mm-hmm. every passing second with this guy mm-hmm. and she's like well i don't know where you live and so he's like, oh, wait, there's someone who might know. And she goes through his phone and contacts his his friend from school, uh, Utsumi. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he, uh, well, anyways, Utsu- and uh, Utsumi gives him his, sends him his address. And uh, like the, there's kind of a conversation saying, are you really Yuki? Like, what's going on, you know? And Yuki then goes home. Uh, well, she helps him get to his place. Well, not, not the entire way. They go part of the way, and he goes the rest of the way himself. No, no I thought they at least made it to his front door. Did they make it to his front they door They made together? it to his front door, and then she leaves before he opens it. Okay. And that's when he realizes his parents have are gone for the next three months on business trips or something. Mm-hmm. And he makes for himself... Well, she gets annoyed that she has to take him and has to go so far, so she makes him buy him a donut. Mm-hmm. No, she makes him buy that's her right. a donut yeah, at that's a right. convenience store. <clears throat> Oh, it's so far away. It's already seven, and I'm hungry. And then the next shot is them in front of a convenience store eating donuts. Yes. Um, but then she eventually takes him there, and then he <laughs> fixes himself dinner, which is a bowl of Rice Krispies. Oh, yeah, a bowl of cereal. And it's revealed that his parents are, he like, like he, through narration, tells us that he went is, to the apartment. Which is quite possibly the most realistic 
I've ever seen a teenager living on their own prepping themselves dinner in anime. Uh, depends. But yeah, like, like, I mean, it, for an American, yeah, it would be cereal for dinner. Yeah. But uh, that's not always the case in Japan. Done so. it. I've, yeah, I've done it. I mean, cereal is <laughs> a great, great, you know, uh, round. It's a, it's a well-rounded meal any time of the day. Oh, it's sure. even a square meal if you put it in a square bowl. <laughs> but anyway. Anyway. Um, they, uh. This is my sigh of disappointment. That's not a, that's, that's a pretty pathetic sigh of disappointment. I, I, you can do better. Uh, anyway, um, it's revealed that his parents are on a business trip and they're going to be gone for three months. So it's really just him and he's, and he's kind of weirded out kind of living somebody else's life. Yeah. And the next morning, uh, his friend meets him outside. Utsu, uh, Utsumi meets him Utsumi. outside. Yeah. He's like, you really don't remember me? No, I, I don't. I'm sorry. He's like, well, it's well, we okay. only became friends in in April, so we'll just pretend we're already friends. We'll do, like, well, we already we just barely became friends in April, so let's just go ahead and pretend we just barely became friends again. Type things like, oh, okay. And so they go to school and stuff, and we see uh, inside their classroom. And well, he asks uh, the, previously. He asks um, he meaning Utah uh -huh. asks Rika the girl. Uh -huh. um, uh, what their relationship is, and she's like, "What are you talking about? This we've not, I think this is when they're eating donuts." She says, "This is the most I've ever talked to you outside of class." Yeah, ever. You know, like ever. Um, so don't get any weird ideas about uh, about us. Yeah. And then she is like, she is slouching in her friend's lap in a very very weird position. Yeah. Um, like her friend is sitting at her desk, and she's got her back and head in her friend's legs. Yeah. And, like, she's just kind of extending her body outward. Yeah, she's using her friend as a lounge chair. Yeah, pretty much she's using her friend as a lounge chair. And her friends are teasing her, being like, So, we saw you around the other day with with uh, with um, Hibiki-kun, like, Yuta. Yeah. And he's like, So, tell us about that. He's like, eh, What are you talking about? There's nothing going on there. I was just helping him out with something. And then he comes in and he says, or, well, she doesn't even say that, but he comes in and he's, uh, comes in and he's just like, oh, thank you so much again for yesterday. And the two girls renew their teasing of Rika. Uh, yeah. And he, uh, and he's told to go, uh, he's told by Utsumi to go sit, uh, in, that his desk, yeah. where his desk is. And his desk is, it turns out to be next to the most popular girl in class. Uh, an adorable, sweet, short, pink haired girl. With... Yep. Yeah, uh, purplish hair. Yeah. More white it's like white and like it's got purple highlights at the tips her purple ends but mm. anyway but she's adorable she's nice she's well liked by everybody in class mm -hmm. um and uh they uh well anyway they um it class starts and then we cut uh to lunchtime mm -hmm. and it's like hey let's go get lunch and go ahead and eat on the roof or eat outside and uh utah's just like well i'm i'm sorry i don't I don't have any lunch. He's like, wait, you you forgot to pack a lunch? He's like, well, my head's been really, really full with, you know, going to school. Or, like, with, with just school stuff. He's like, oh, okay. And then this girl who's sitting next to him. Um, this super popular girl. Shinjo Okane. She says, oh, here, I brought extra. You can go ahead and have some of my lunch today. And she hands him a, uh, what's called, um, shoot, you have it written down, the special dog. Yeah, the special mm -hmm. dog. And it seems to be a hot dog. Mm -hmm. On a hamburger bun, mm -hmm. sliced long ways with a mm -hmm. um, a half of a hard-boiled egg mm -hmm. on it and other toppings. We should probably reverse a little bit, though, because we forgot that as soon as he realizes he has amnesia, that's when he starts hearing a voice. He 
he starts hearing a voice calling his name. Yes. Like immediately. Immediately. So um, right, this is the, this is back to the beginning of the of beginning of the episode, uh-huh. and he goes through, and that's when he goes through the girls. Like after he leaves the bathroom, goes through, goes to the girls' sh- mom's shop, mm-hmm. um, and we see this old old looking computer like the kind that has parts that are still exposed to the open air well that um, does well he he goes back to her place and then really really sees the computer later that is it the computer that he sees later the computer he sees later i don't think so yeah he yeah because he says i'm pretty sure he sees the computer early on but anyways uh, anyway, um... Well, they may have caught a glimpse at it, but we don't get a really good look at it until yeah. later. Well, he, I'm pretty sure it's... That to be... Maybe, but he says Utah... Like, he hears the, the name a couple of times. Well, he hears the name calling out to him while he's in the bathroom, and he's and walking down the hall. Mm-hmm. So... Well, he walks down the hall, and he goes into the shop. So... Because... One of the reasons he... Uh, she uh, takes him to the hospital is because he's seeing things in the computer screen. That's true. So he sees the computer screen, and then she's like, "Are you sure we should probably we should probably take you to the hospital?" Because she doesn't see anything. He sees the face of a cyborg or a robot uh-huh. in the screen, and she and, and is talking to it. And he's talking to it, and it the the robot's talking back. Yeah. And uh, Rekka, Rekka, oh, shoot, let me get her name again. Um, Rika, Rika. She's just like, uh, "We should probably take you to the hospital." And then while he's out there, he sees kaiju. He sees massive monsters. He's like, what are you talking about? Like, how do you, can you not see those things? They're all over the place. Yeah. And she's like, what are you talking about? There's nothing there. And so, yeah. So that's the very beginning of the episode. That's true. Um, um, okay. So back in this room, mm-hmm. as he's sitting down, we see next to the, in the corner by Rika is uh, these girls playing around with a volleyball. Mm-hmm. And right after the popular girl offers this, uh, Super dog to, um, mm-hmm. or the special dog to, uh, Utah. He, uh, the, the ball goes flying through the air and knocks it out of her hand. Mm-hmm. And there is, I swear, it's 30 to 45 seconds of awkward silence mm-hmm. as the camera slowly pulls back of a, from a bird's eye view of the, uh, of the room. And everybody's like, what just happened? Mm-hmm. And people are freaking out. And then the volleyball girl comes over and apologizes and she feels bad. And people kind of chew her out for playing with the volleyball inside. Which apparently she's done multiple times. And she knows she's not supposed not, to. She knows she's not supposed to, but she does anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Utah, and uh, Utah says, no, don't worry about it. It's totally fine. Don't worry about it. And he's like, it's still in the wrapper. It's fine. It's just smushed a little. And he opens it up and he starts eating it. And we see Shinjo looking at him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Um, later on, the, he, he's walking home with, um, with, uh, uh after school, uh-huh. Utah is walking home with, with Utsumi. Yes. And I, as they're like, Utsumi tells him just, uh, how incredible it was that Shinjo gave him her lunch because she's well liked by everybody. She's nice. She's got great grades. Um, and is uh, and one of the things that I wrote down that I really liked was uh, Utah asks uh, Utsumi, do you like her? As in, like, you know, are you romantically attracted to her? And there's just this great little bit where um, Utsumi denies it. And it's probably about 20 seconds of him just kind of rambling until he changes the subject. 
<laughs> she's way out of our league so uh don't even talk about it yeah something like that um but i really really enjoyed that um but it's around that time that a kaiju actually shows up yeah and starts oh wait no because they get to the, they go to the shop first they go to the shop mm-hmm. they make it to the shop and uh then we really get a good look at this computer. I'm trying to remember why they went to Rika's sh- Oh, it's because he told him about this old computer. Yeah. He told him about this old computer. And they come across... Uh, Rika's on her way home. And she's like, what do you guys want? Um, and then they all end up at the the mom's store. And the mom's like, Rika, don't come through the front door unless you're a customer. I thought you were a customer. And she's like, well, actually, we do have customers. And it's the two boys. Yes. And then they show up. The, they show the computer. And the computer lights up again for Utah, but neither for neither of the other two. Uh-huh. And he starts talking to, um, to uh, Gridman, as yeah. he's revealed to be. And Gridman keeps saying, you need to remember who you are. You need to remember your calling. Um, because danger is very, very close. It's almost here. And then when he's talking to him, that's when the kaiju shows up. Because they all run out of the... I remember they now. They all run out of the store to see what it is. And Rika's like, wait, it actually is a kaiju. That's crazy. And he runs toward... And um, Utsumi runs towards the kaiju and starts taking photos with his phone. Mm-hmm. And then um, Utah remembers what he has to do. And he goes to the screen, and he's talking to Ultraman. He says, "Please let me uh, let me help you fight, Gridman." Gridman, I said Ultraman, didn't you I? Did well. It's pretty There's, much Ultraman it, it, the it anime. It, it basically uh-huh. is. It basically is. And they even mention that this is like Ultraman multiple times throughout the show. Oh, yeah. they, call, they just call it Ultra, but Rika has no idea what they're talking about because she's just <laughs> not that type of girl. No. Um, but anyway, um, he uh, he asks uh, Gridman if, to help him. Yeah. And he then turns into a, light, a beam of energy and gets zapped inside of the television. Yeah. And the and uh, the two other friends come back to the store just in time to see him get zapped into the TV. And this is one of the things that I like about the show because it has it's 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 tense and it's dramatic, but at the same time, it's also lighthearted. It it's a definite homage. Mm-hmm. And and it this this comes up really quickly actually, but it's definitely an homage to kind of the silliness of early '90s live action mm-hmm. Japanese shows. Well, and uh, like and and this this is something that I I remembered. I, I didn't remember which anime it was, but I remembered watching Gigax's review of this actually, and how he mm-hmm. brought this up, and he's absolutely dead on. When you watch the animation of the kaiju, it looks like a dude in a rubber suit. Mm-hmm. The exact way that you would expect yeah, yeah. the old... Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, In fact, the character design of the first kaiju, it's there's this giant dragon head coming out of the middle of a torso, so it looks like it's there's room for a person. There's no reason to design it except for this homage. Like, there's a room for a person inside mm-hmm. this. And the fingers are very, very obviously wires. Yes. But um, and and there's there's places for for you to see out of the back of its mm-hmm. back instead of. Instead of its front. It's, it's so great. Mm-hmm. It's just a great but, homage. And we should probably go ahead and mention that uh, Rika, the girl in this, uh-huh. uh, Giga twi- tweeted out saying that uh, they're currently, this was a month or so ago, yeah. saying that there are two girls currently in running for best girl of the season. Uh-huh. And Rika was one of them. And yes. the other one was the senpai from... Uh, Bunny Girl Senpai. Bunny Girl Senpai. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then he went off to go... 
funny girl senpai why do you have so many level a waifus tier a waifus tier a waifus my art can only take so much <laughs> there's a lot of wonderful girls in that show there is um but anyway um but the, the same could be said about my hero akka because <laughs> everybody online's just like look it doesn't matter who your favorite waifu is i mean every girl in that show is like a tier a is tier a waifu material it's true and it's just incredible how they have so many strong female leads in My Hero Akka. But anyway, um, so he then zap, gets zapped into the TV, and we have that little bit of humor where, you, where um, Utsumi's just like, Yuta got swallowed by the old, by the junk. That's what they call the computer, they the call junk. The computer the junk. And then, Which reminded me, when I saw it, and I mm-hmm. saw like there's components of it out in the open, and it's big and old, and it reminded me a bit of the computer that Lane builds mm-hmm. yeah. uh, to help mm-hmm. her connect to the wire mm-hmm. back in the old 90s uh, anime. But the humorous part that you keep cutting me off from, uh, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say... <laughs> Is when she says, "Ah, oh, old computers are scary." <laughs> old computers are scary. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Well, they just saw it eat their friend, so <laughs> old computers are scary. Anyway, um, so they, uh, so he then appears, and uh, like he and Gridman, are, they're like having some kind of a communication, or they're linking, or something. And the like, two of them see him on the screen. And the two of them see him on the screen. They're like, wait, is that Gridman? And they see them linking, and then all of a sudden, Gridman appears in the real world. Yes. And Gridman starts fighting this kaiju, and he starts losing. Um, and uh, they're like, wait, he's losing. What's going on? And uh, Utsumi's okay. just like, if this was if this was like Ultra, if this was like the Ultra series, then the monster would have some kind of weak point that he could exploit. We've got to find the weak point. And the girl's just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> she's, not, she's not coping with she the situation yeah. at all. But eventually, yeah, she's like... Wait, maybe we can talk to him and and, and tell him well, something. Well, they, 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 they see the weakness. They see that like there's flakes of stuff coming off of the bottom of the neck. They're like, okay, that's where the weakness is. But we have to tell him how. And then that's when she comes up with the idea. And so mm-hmm. she starts uh, t- tells him. She okay. She so tells Rika Utsumi. tells Utsumi, dictate what you want me to say to him, and I'll type. Mm-hmm. And apparently, she's uh, one of her skills is high level. She's typing speed one. he and yeah like it like, cuts it oh, cuts to she's Grid, so fast it cuts to gridman and gridman's just like oh thanks for the information i can and hear you i can hear you and then it cuts back to the recycle shop and rika's just going you know yeah. super fast typing and Usumi's just behind her like she's so fast and yeah so apparently that's one of her skills she's really good at typing Unfortunately, so, yeah, and that's I, not I was, easy I was to only do dis- on Japanese computers. No, but something I was disappointed. Okay, so I don't know much about Japanese computers, so this, this might be a moot point of contention. But if it were a alphanumeric English keyboard, she's pressing a lot of the number keys, and the space bar not that much. Um. Well, in Japanese, in Japanese, you don't really have space. You don't use spaces. Sure. You have markers telling you what word goes where. Like you've got the subject marker, uh, the direct object marker. Um, you've got secondary subject. You've got location marker or direction marker, things uh-huh. like that. So if you take a look at a lot of a lot of manga, there's mm-hmm. no spaces in between words. They use no. the markers to kind of separate things. Right. So that's why she's not using the space bar very sure. much. Sure. Mm-hmm. But. I don't know what the other keys are, and she's using the top mm-hmm. ones a lot, which are which on an alphanumeric English keyboard are the numbers. Well, now it's an old piece of junk. So it is an old piece. Of, it's an old piece of junk, and, and there are no symbols on the keys at all. So, 
yeah in the animation i would i would have liked to see them draw the little symbols and spend that much time doing that uh, for each <laughs> well if they're gonna do 3d animation on the uh no, uh, it's fine. No, it's fine. fine. Anyway, so uh, after they reveal to him what the secret, what the weakness is, he then gets back up on his feet and mm-hmm. defeats the monster. Not before the monster gets off a couple of shots, though. Yeah. And one of those shots hits the school, and we see like the the girl who was um, the volleyball girl. Uh-huh. She's skipping club because for for so, because a certain senpai isn't there. That senpai's not there. She usually doesn't attend. Uh huh. Um, and so she. And it shows her sitting outside of the gym, uh-huh. and she looks up as the fireball is coming straight for the school, and it lands square zero on her. Yeah. Like, the camera just pans, just zooms down, boom, giving you the impression that she just got killed yeah. by that explosion. Um, and we do learn that that is the case. Yeah. She and several other students have were killed. Um, yeah, but that's where the episode ends, pretty much. Um, right after com- the fight, and everything mm-hmm. seems to be... He, Utah, pops out of the screen again. Uh-huh. And um, they're ha- they're excited that Utah uh, that that Utah um, won, mm-hmm. and Utsumi's just like we need to call ourselves something, uh, something like you know the uh, the Ultra Forces. Uh, since he's Gridman, how about we call ourselves the Grid the Gridman uh, Alliance, the Gridman Alliance, and <laughs> and Rika's just like we are not going by that name. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, he. Uh, the episode ends with kind of a montage of other people that we meet over the next couple of episodes. Yeah. Uh, seeing these other people. Um, and, uh, yeah, there, uh, and we see, mm-hmm. we, this may have been the beginning of the episode, I don't remember where, but this is great shot, a black and white shot uh-huh. of, it sh- shows somebody's eye against a cracked pair of glasses. Yeah. And then it cuts down and it shows this person with a, mo- a modeling scalpel, modeling something in clay. Right. I think that's the end of episode one. Yeah, it's probably the end of episode one. Because episode mm. two starts with the kids walking to school and realizing, wait, the school's fine. Yeah. Why? We watched it burn down. Yeah, we saw the school burn down. Why is everything okay? And then they go into the classroom. And the girls who died... No one has a memory of them. No one knows who they are. And they and they notice that. They're like, wait, we have fewer desks than we had yesterday. Like, who's missing? Oh, so the girl, the volleyball girl, and then this other girl, they're both missing. And everyone's like, what are you guys talking about? We don't have anyone in the volleyball cl- club in our, in, in our, in our class. And they're just like, wait, what? Um, and they, um, later on in that episode, well, they, they go back to their home base um, which is the recycle shop after they convince Rika to go with them to the recycle shop rather than her hanging out with her friends. Mm-hmm. And she makes plans with her, friend, with her friends right before they decide to go to the shop. And her friends are just... And then Rika's like, sorry, guys, I've, I've had something come up. I can't go. And I've the friends are just... The shop. And the friends are just like, don't worry. Don't have too much fun without us. <laughs> and she's just like... Mm. <laughs> Like her, her reputation is being stained because she's hanging out with boys. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, they uh, so they go to the shop and they start discussing. Um, they start discussing uh, what happened. Um, that said, though, we get a little bit of an the, the opening credits gives something away. I noticed um, it, it does, but we'll figure but, out what that well, is. It gives it away, but also within the first couple of minutes of the episode, it already tells us what the opening credits did anyway. Right. And what happens in the opening credits uh, is that the popular kid. Mm-hmm. What you look like? Okay. Go ahead. 
I was going to say, the popular kid, uh, whatever her name is, uh, Shin, Shin something like that. Shinjo. Shinjo. She's staring outside the cl- the classroom. Uh-huh. And then suddenly Gridman pops up in front of her. And the glass, the, the windows just shatter. And it's just the two of them staring at each other. Right. And then we cut back to the events of the kaiju attack from the previous day. And we see somebody controlling the kaiju. And squealing in delight, saying, yes, I did it. I killed them. They're dead. They're dead. They're dead. And it's Shindle. <laughs> or it's Shinjo. So Shinjo is somehow creating these kaiju. And she's... Well, we, we learn more later, but yeah, yeah. we learned at the very beginning of the episode that Shin, Shinjo is the one who controls well, Okay, them. so the way that that's revealed mm-hmm. is she invites Yuta to have lunch with her. Mm-hmm. And they go have lunch um, at what appears to be on a uh, um, ceiling, uh, a roof balcony that connects mm-hmm. two sections of the school. And they have lunch together. And... Um, She's, uh, uh, she, she starts prying into, you said something about a kaiju yesterday. What was that all about? Yeah. And then, uh, and so he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm prying too much. He, he, he stammers away and, and doesn't explain anything and lunch ends and he leaves and she leaves and runs into their teacher. Mm Mm-hmm. And you see three red drops on the floor. And you're like, oh, what, blood? Yeah, it looked like blood to me. I was like, and, what just happened? And the teacher, and it looks, and then the, she apologizes to the teacher. And the teacher hums and then walks mm. walks off. Mm-hmm. And then you see her in a completely different light. They have a hyper fisheye shot of her that just distorts her face completely. And you realize, okay, something's going on. And it cuts to her hand crushing the juice box she'd been drinking of and squeezing a few more drops out of the straw. Mm-hmm. Revealing it wasn't blood to begin with. Yeah. It definitely looked like blood, though, it and I guarantee that's what they were going they for. They were going for the, mm-hmm. the blood look. Uh, a little bit later, she goes home. And her home is not what you'd expect a popular girl's home to look like. She has garbage bags full of something. All over her room, and she's got these um, glass tower, display cases. Glass display cases. The, the 360 glass display cases, like columns in her room, mm-hmm. and the space between the columns are just loaded with these full trash bags. And she walks across her room to the other side of it, where she's doesn't look like herself at all. It's a very yellow hue to the entire scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and she puts on these. Uh, what looks like safety goggles, now that I think about it. They're, uh... uh she puts on a pair of glasses. She puts on a pair of glasses. And they're, they're tinted yellow, and it has the crack on it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they look like the kind of glasses you might wear to protect your eyes from the glare of a, te- of a screen. Yeah, or, but, uh, or to or, protect yourself from when you're doing arts and crafts and things yes. like that. Yeah, so, so they're, mm-hmm. they're not goggles, per se, but they are safety glasses. Mm-hmm. They appear to be safety glasses there's with no a crack. Sa- there's no other important, more important safety rule than to wear these safety glasses. I am holding Nora Mabram above my head. Freakazoid, ladies and gentlemen. Freakazoid. <laughs> Do yourself a favor and watch that great show. Anyway. Yes. 
Did you know that uh, Matt hadn't seen it before? A few weeks ago. He hadn't seen that episode yet? No, no, he, he hadn't seen any of it before a few weeks ago. I could have sworn I saw Freakazoid on his, on his wall. <laughs> I could have sworn I saw it in, on, in his collection of DVDs and stuff. Oh, man. I love Freakazoid. That show's so strange. Anyway. He can't... Okay, for those of you who are listening because this is a podcast and not a visual medium, Lee just barely put his arms out and made a whoosh sound because Freakazoid, while he's incredibly powerful and incredibly fast, he cannot fly. But because he is an uber geek, he pretends to fly. So he'll go around running with his arms out going whoosh. Even though he can run much, much faster than he normally does. It's the Monty Python method of flying. Mm -hmm. The same way they use uh, coconuts for horse clopping. And he's just... the. I just remember the episode where he tries to fly for the first time. He's like... He's trying to jump up. And Steph, his his girlfriend, says, Freak, what are you doing? I'm trying to fly. Freak, you can't fly. Oh, that's right. Whoosh! As he puts his arms out and makes whooshes sound and just runs off. Right. Anyway, so let's get back to the show we're actually reviewing. Yes. Okay, um, so we get a... Uh, so it's in the room, and in mm-hmm. the display cases, it's all kaiju. Yeah. It's all just various kaiju. Yeah. And several of them look very, very familiar. Oh, that's something I forgot to announce, and I'll go ahead and put it in the news. Trailer 2 for Godzilla, King of the Monsters, came out. Nice. And it ends with Godzilla and Gamora rushing each other. <laughs> and Gam- I'm pretty sure it's Gamora, the three-headed. Yeah, Gamora's the three-headed. Yeah. Anyways, I'm probably getting the monster's name wrong, but it ends with Godzilla on that one. the The plot is that this other one is also an alpha predator, and the two of them are battling for dominance. Uh-huh. And so, some of the militaries are like, "So what? We just, you know, become. We just let Godzilla become our pet." And uh, Ken Watanabe from the first movie, he's in this one. He says, "No, we will become his." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm very, I'm very excited for that movie. Anyway, very I'll nice. go ahead and put that in the news and go ahead and we can go ahead and link that trailer as well. But Great. um Okay, so mm-hmm. um she's start she's talking to an intelligence or, or some figure on the other side of her screen as mm-hmm. well. And apparently uh, they have some sort of relationship and she's she's happy as a clam that her plan worked and the volleyball girls who smacked the uh uh, the roll out of her hand, uh, the hot dog out of her hand, are now dead. Mm-hmm. And, and so cuts. we realize that she's an absolute psychopath. She she is a yandere, yandere, the worst possible kind. A yandere with supervillain powers. Yes. <laughs> um, but then she reveals that uh, she needs to now kill her teacher because he bumped into her without saying sorry. And that's just, you just don't do that. Huh. That's just so rude. Which suddenly, now that I say it out loud, reminds me of Matt Damon's Loki from uh, Dogma. Oh, gosh. Like, but you didn't say God bless you when I sneezed. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, so it's revealed that she is the villain. It or is. she is in cahoots with the actual villain. Yeah. And this presence looks like someone who's like Gridman. Mm-hmm. Some sort of a cybernetic creature that lives in hyperspace. Or in, the in internet her, or that, something. That communicates to her through the, her, monitor, her computer monitor. Mm-hmm. And apparently what she does is she, she sculpts with an exacto knife in whatever medium that she's doing. She creates a figurine <clears throat> of a, a kaiju with, with, what, with her intent. And he's able... And this being on the other side is able to convert it into... A, a mm-hmm. full-blown mm-hmm. kaiju 
And so he sets this thing on the city to uh, kill the teacher. Mm-hmm. Well, and so the uh, b- before that happens, though, um, that does happen in this episode. Yes. Uh, but before that happens, we see um, the crew. They are in the recycle shop trying to figure out what to do. The crew can now. The other two can now see um, Gridman in the yes. screen, but they still cannot hear him. Right. And that's when a certain character shows up, and I'll now, go ahead the, and let you okay. introduce him. The first time we see this character is actually in episode one when they're eating the donuts outside the shop because he looks across the street and he sees this creepy looking guy who's just sort of staring at him Mm -hmm. and he doesn't he's not getting what's going on well we get to we get to introduce this character again as they slowly walk into the the shop and he's got four katanas it appears and it's strapped to his back long one long ways they're the Dai katana as well they're the really long ones and he tries to walk through the door and hits the katanas against the door frame and falls down and everyone's just like what the who are you and he just gets up turns sideways and goes <laughs> up <laughs> walks through the this, door again and this is apparently a running gag because it happens again when he tries to leave mm-hmm. but he but he but he comes in and apparently he knows a thing or two about computers and um and a thing or two makes, about Gridman. and a thing or two about Gridman. and so he fixes junk Mm-hmm. Um, and so now the, uh, the other two, uh, Rika and, uh, Utsumi can now hear Gridman from the other side. And this guy introduces himself as Caliber. Yes. Uh, he, uh, this is Caliber. Samurai Caliber. Samurai Caliber. And they're just like, okay. And so they decide to go and, and see what actually happened to those, to the four girls. Uh-huh. Um, and he's like, okay, this way. And he goes out the door, and again, he slams his sword <laughs> slam into the door. He gets up and goes out, and they're just like, what the crap is this? They follow him, and he turns out to be incredibly nimble. Like, he's jumping yeah, off he, of things and he, climbing he up He jumps onto roof. he jumps up a couple flights onto roofs and falls along. Like, are we, are we just following him? I wish he'd walk on the street. I know. This is really <laughs> hard following him this way, you know? Like, I think I saw him go this way, and so they, they... So it's a little bit of a scene of them trying to find it, and they go to. They, they, then there's this point which is just absolute comic gold. It's just it's completely silent. They come to um, in Japan and in some places in the U.S. They have these uh, bridges over busy traffic where you go up a couple, uh, you go up a ramp, cross the bridge, and then down the uh-huh. ramp again. Well, he reaches the end of the ramp. He reaches the uh, the top of the ramp on the other side, looks and jumps down. With a perfect squat landing, mm-hmm. and then gets up and, uh, and he's got his hands and, and in his pockets the entire, the entire time. time. And the other guy, the three of them, get to there, look down at what he's done, and take the ramp. And they just take the stairs down. <laughs> and it's like, <sighs> which again, just all of a sudden reminded me of that uh, scene from uh, Shanghai Nights, where Jackie Chan is encouraging uh, Owen Wilson to do something. What in our history makes you think I'm capable of something like that? I haven't seen Shanghai Nights in forever. Uh, anyway, um... Whoops. Okay, I do not want to put the wire in my pocket. I just want to put the phone back in my pocket. I was making sure it was on mute. Um, anyway, um... So, they get to the first girl's house. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's a restaurant. They have a restaurant on the first floor, and the family lives above it. And they go in asking about her. She wasn't at school today. They wanted to see her. They're friends of hers. And the dad's like, my... I... Who... Wait, you're from high school? That's not possible. My daughter died in an accident in middle school. And like, no, that's not. And he's really not happy with this. Yeah. And they keep pushing it. And then the next scene, he just says, listen here. And then the next scene, they're just like, 
I think we pushed his buttons. I, th I think we pushed the wrong buttons with that guy. Yeah, let's go to the next house. <laughs> and so they go, and it's the same thing in every single house. All these girls died in middle school, according to everybody. Mm -hmm. The only ones who remember them being in high school are the three of them. Yeah. Um, Which is also something that happens in the conversation that the popular girl has with the entity that she speaks with, is that she realizes, there's three people in my class who remember the girls I killed. Isn't that great? Mm-hmm. There's something going on here. Yep, there's something going on here. We should figure it out. And so she... And so that's when the kaiju attacks. Yes. That's when this... And this kaiju is much more of like a Godzilla type. Before... Yeah. The, the one before it, was it, just it, a long-headed dragon. This one looks a lot like Godzilla, actually, just the way he stands. Yeah, he, he he's standing tall. Mm -hmm. Looks like, you know, maybe a big bird shape where the... The uh, head of the uh, actor mm -hmm. inside the suit is too high for him. Uh -huh, but he's got uh, his two arms out, like either Godzilla or like the Dragon Zord from Power Rangers. Yeah. Um, and the first thing it does is uh, it creates a beam cannon on its chest and fires the beam cannon. And it cuts to the girl, uh, Shinjo. And she's just super excited, super giddy about this. And she's <laughs> sent this thing out to kill her teacher. Yeah. Um, and he... Uh, anyway, they... Um, they rush back as quickly as they can to junk. Um, and, um, they, uh, and so, uh, I was about to say Shinji. I'm like, no, his name isn't Shinji. <laughs> Utah. Utah. Thank you very much. The thing is, I've never actually seen, uh, Evangelion. Well, apparently it's coming to Netflix. I know. I don't have but... even less excuses to not see it. I just don't care. <laughs> okay. Well, I would like to see it. It's just... It got to the point where everyone was demanding that I see it that I decided to not and just be like, screw you guys, I'm going to do my own thing. I would like to see it at some point, mm -hmm. but I'll see it on my own and not because someone else forces me to. Um, anyway, um, uh, Utah gets back to Junk and he sees Gridman and they go inside. Yeah. And uh, Gridman is now powered up. And Gridman's powered up form is no longer purple and green and white it's now like blue and red it's now blue red and white with some gold highlights so it looks even more like Ultraman. so it looks even more like ultraman yes and yeah. that's definitely uh, once again the show is paying homage to what inspired it uh, uh -huh. ultraman um but anyway um uh, but so so they end up having a fight and this thing mm -hmm. apparently is able to like um because ultra because Gridman defeated the last one she uh, using his because of the way he defeated it using his beam power <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, but putting his arm in that pose Japanizing beam Japanizing beam <laughs> uh, but no yes uh, but so so she built one that could reflect it back reflect that power back in him and so it does mm -hmm. and it whack and it hits him really hard with his own power um and she's super excited that it's working uh-huh um and like and, and the uh, the computer that uh, uh, the junk starts sparking because mm -hmm. every time every time gridman takes damage the computer reacts as yeah, well junk reacts as well and so the kids are really freaking out wondering what's going to happen they're worried about utah they're worried about uh, utah and they're worried about uh, gridman and so and, they, and talk, they turn they, to caliber and say can't you do something can, 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 you can, can you fix this no no can you do something to help yes, yes. And then he says, "Gridman, a, a caliber activator, something along those lines." Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he says his code name and uh, and activate, and he gets zapped into the uh, into into uh, the computer. Into the computer. And then uh, and just as this as the kaiju's about to kill, um, 
Gridman. Gridman, uh, with another beam from its chest, a giant sword appears out of the sky, lands in front of, between the two of them, and deflects the beam. Yeah. Um, and he then has this, uh, this really powerful sword that he uses to go ahead and kill the kaiju. Uh-huh. Uh, the kaiju did a ton of damage to the city, though. Um, like the she actually found the teacher and started going straight after the teacher. Uh, but we learned that uh, after like um, anyways, Gridman in a single slice cuts the uh, the kaiju in half, and uh, Shin uh, Shinjo is very upset about it, where she thinks he's cheating. Because he has this, suddenly he has this new ability. Where did you get this weapon from? This isn't fair. And then she kicks her screen because of how upset she is and cracks her screen. Um, <laughs> she does. It knocks, yeah. it off, knocks it against the wall. Knocks it against... It's falling down. And then the guy in the screen's like, so violent. And like, oh, so very violent. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he. But anyway, um, uh, we learned that the teacher survived. Yes. Um, and uh, they are, well... Um, now something that happened is that we see the teacher over and over again, completely indifferent to life. Like he he doesn't care that yeah. he's like yeah, people will tell him things like I don't care, and he's yeah, he, like, he's not even paying attention to where he's going. He was not aware of things around him, and you could actually see physically that his eyes were disengaged mm-hmm. and well, half closed. The first time we see the teacher, the teacher walks into the classroom right after right after Rika starts asking questions about the volleyball girl. Uh-huh. And uh, this Rika's surviving friends say, Teacher, Rika's making things up. She has imaginary friends. I'm worried about her. And the teacher's like, whatever. All right, let's take roll. Or not. You know, and I'm just like, yeah. wow, okay. But yeah, he's extremely indifferent. Um, but anyway... Uh, and his uh, he does go through the transformation of his eyes changing when he sees the kaiju for the first time and his eyes are wide open and he's taking photos of it with his phone and then he notices it's coming straight for him. And suddenly you see his eyes clearly yeah. and he runs for... He run, starts running for his life. Yes, he does. Um, anyway, um, he... Uh, shoot. Um, but no, so... Um, it, the, so the same thing happens the next day. The uh, town resets to nothing, and um, Shin, um, shoot, and they're eating lunch. Um, uh-huh. Shoot, the two main care, the, the two boys, Utsumi and Yuta, are eating lunch on the roof. Yes, and it's super hot, and, and uh, Yuta, Yuta's just like, "Is it really worth it?" I mean, we kill. Well, they they have this conversation actually. It's it's not it's not lunch yet. They have uh-huh. this conversation in the shop because I remember it's um, it's uh, Caliber who talks to him. And he's like, look at all the people who died, though. I mean, we didn't make it in time. And Caliber says, well, if it wasn't for you, even more people would have died. Yeah. So good job. Yeah. Be um, grateful for what yep. you have done, and you can, all you can do is the best you can. Yep. And so they start having lunch um, the next day. Well, they have lunch the uh-huh. next day on the roof, and he's still worried. He's like, I don't think, you know, did we really make a difference you know i mean really and then it's his turn and he runs into the teacher the exact same way he walks off the roof walks in and the teacher bumps into him and he looks up at the teacher and the teacher looks down and you see the teacher's eyes behind his glasses and he says oh i'm sorry i should have been looking where i was going yeah and the teacher has completely changed even though he can't remember the incident with the kaiju now and the pop the psycho popular girl sees this yep the psycho popular girl sees this that the teacher's changed um and that's the end of the second episode it is and uh, and the, and that's where we actually first see the ending credits as well. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't have it with the first episode. And the ending credits seems to be a lovely montage of beautiful moments between the popular girl and Rika. Yeah. 
I haven't watched it <laughs> just because I, I saw bits of it just because I was like, well, I got in, I need to watch the three episodes. So as soon as I got to the credits, what okay. I did was I skipped like the last 10 seconds mm. um, to see if there was a next time or if there was something that I had missed. And it was all credits the entire time. Yeah. So, and when I, I'm, I'm going to watch this show on my own. I've really been enjoying it so mm -hmm. far and I'll watch the credits then. I mean, I'm yeah. not going to, I'm not going to go it's, ahead. It's and nothing really special. It's but... nothing really special, but at the I same mean, time, it's, it's like, it's not like skip the, credits, yeah. skip the credits, skip the credits, skip the credits. Excuse me. I'd like to report a hate crime. <laughs> uh, more geek references. Yep. Um, now there's a, uh, no, uh, it was, it was a bit reminiscent of there. There's a, uh, my hero academia ending credit sequence. That is just a montage of all the girls in class having fun with each other. Mm -hmm. So it's a bit reminiscent of that. Okay. But it's just the two of them. Yeah. Cause there are only the two of them who are named characters so far. All the other named character females have been killed. So. Except for like her mom. Her mom is still just mom. So <laughs> she's not technically named yet. Right. Um, anyway, um, so third episode, um, starts, and I want to say that it's really, it's raining really heavily and Rika looks out and says, can I just skip today? She's like, I just want to skip today. Yeah. And then it cuts to the classroom and they notice that Rika's not there. Yeah. Um, but before, uh, well, and then the, the, well, um, anyway, um, yeah, so they, they're concerned that Rika's not there. Uh -huh. um, and uh, the teacher comes in and says, good morning, class, and never says, good morning, teacher. Rika's not here, teacher. And the teacher says, oh, well, she hasn't contacted the, uh, she hasn't contacted the school. Um, and then it cuts to, um, well, before school starts, actually, um, we have Shindle giving some food to a kid with white hair. Yes. A kid that she says, auntie she calls auntie she calls auntie and she says here auntie uh go ahead and eat this up and i'll call you when i need you and he says okay and he just and then and he's a very angry looking boy he's a very angry looking boy with white hair yeah um and very weird looking clothing as well like he's got one of those scarves that just seems to be in a permanent angry j jagged position um and honestly his coat the fringe of his of his coat have the flames that remind me of like the bad guys that uh, um, Sasuke's older brother was a gang in a gang Akatsuki? with in uh, Naruto. Yeah, Akatsuki. Yeah, yeah. Their robes were black with those like little flames. Yeah, on yeah, the bottom. yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. And that's that, that, that's what he was kind of wearing. Is something that looked a little, oh. bit like that. It didn't remind me of that at all. At all, but you know, each to their own. Okay. Um, but um, anyway, he's definitely a bad guy. Yeah, and uh, we see. Um, uh, they get to, um, and we, during parts of this, we see, um, like when they're wondering where, um, Rika is, Rika ha is skipping school. She's just yeah. kind of wandering around. Um, so they're looking outside, uh, wondering where Rika is. Um, Yuta and, uh, Utsumi are looking outside and they see Caliber standing there in the center of the, the gate, the rolling gate that closes. Mm -hmm. Like. He's creepy. They're going to kick him out. And, so, and then the gate but, closes, and he's still standing exactly where he was before. It's like, nobody seems to notice him. Oh, wait, that's right. Yeah, no one does seem to notice him, huh? <laughs> and they have all these memories of, you know, him just standing there being creepy, and people just walking past, not even realizing that he's there. And they, they're still worried about Rika. And uh -huh. he says, well, you know, you can just, like, well, um, what happens is... Um, Utah's looking at his phone, looking at Rika's contact information on the phone. And that's when uh, Utsumi teases him and says... It's dial. He's like, well, you know, you could always just call her and hit dial on his phone. And he's like, ah! And like he, he goes to uh, to listen 
to, to call her. Uh-huh. And uh, it cuts to Rika, and Rika has found Auntie, and Auntie's just scarfing down this bento. Just It looks like he's almost covered in blood from just the juices of the food and stuff that he's just devouring. Yeah. Um, and Rika... And, yeah, and, and he's using his bare hands. It's the very uncivilized, very animalistic way of eating. How uncivilized. Uh, but yeah, he, uh, so he gets, well, and uh, while Rika's watching him eat this this meal, uh, her phone in her pocket starts vibrating and she picks it up. And this is not a good time to yeah. be on the phone because she's watching this happen. Uh, mm-hmm. And so she hangs up. Yeah. Um, which is, and first of all, I just want to say that's not a rude thing to do. To me, no. I was like, it, it makes perfect sense why you would not answer the phone in that situation. Yeah, no, it's not the um, time to receive a call. Um, and uh, and uh, she... That... But if you miss somebody's call, you call uh-huh. you call them back later, say, sorry, I missed your call, mm-hmm. as, as a courtesy. Yep. And she goes, and because of the phone call, though, Auntie recognizes her. And uh, she walks over and says, do you need an umbrella? Because he's just out there in the rain. Yeah. And, uh... Under a pavilion in a park. Uh-huh. And he doesn't say anything. And she's like, oh, well, do you want to eat this? And she starts handing him her lunch. And he's thinking about it. And he goes to get it when suddenly he gets a call. And we cut to in class. And in class we see, um... Uh, we see Shinjo calling him. Yeah, she, she's just holding her phone. Mm-hmm. Very subtly. And then she Ooh. taps it, and then she, cuts to... And then cuts getting, to him, and he's he getting, getting the call. And then he drops his hand and just walks off. Yeah. And she's like, okay. Oh, and he then had she, a cell phone. Okay. Oh, oh, I guess, he, yeah, he had a cell phone. That's weird. And so she then, you know, kind of walks off on her own direction as well. And then Auntie answers the phone, and she just says, go ahead and cut loose. And he then transforms into a kaiju. Yeah. And the students see a kaiju. Uh-huh. And the kaiju's coming straight to the school. And everyone starts and then, freaking out. And then the greatest moment in the entire episode and, happens. And so far the greatest moment. And again, I just love the the mixture of humor and seriousness they have going in the show. Because we see... <laughs> we go ahead, see, go ahead. I know, I know, I know. We, we see Caliber just do this awesome badass move of jumping up and leaping into the building. Just They're boom. three stories up. He jumps into a th- third story window. And he leaps in and everyone's like, whoa! And he lands on the teacher's desk and there's this cool kind of slow down pause movement where, you know, you're thinking he's landing on the desk, the desk's gonna tilt and he's gonna just land it back down. But nope, the desk just keeps going and he, he rolls off the desk. desk. <laughs> he flips the desk and he flips with it. And everyone's just like, What? And then he's just like, we gotta go. And he grabs, um... He, he grabs Utah and jumps out a different window. And jumps out a different window. And, uh... <laughs> and Utsumi's like, wait, 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 wait for me. And he goes down and uh, he grabs Utah, Utsumi as well. Utsumi jumps after him. Oh, that's right. And so Utsumi he catches... Jumps... <laughs> yeah, that's right. Utsumi's not thinking. So Utsumi jumps out of the window after him. Caliber catches Utsumi. <laughs> and they just go off. <laughs> and so he's running, carrying both these boys. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, they end up in and, front of Rika. And they end up in front of Rika. And Rika's just like, what? Because the boys are just drenched in water. And it's obviously that they're there because of Caliber. Yeah. And she drops her umbrella out of the shock of it all. And he's like, you're coming too. And he grabs her. And they jump onto the top of a roof <laughs> and just keep going. And you just hear all three of them screaming for their lives as Caliber's just <laughs> jumping across the roof. It's these roofs great. with them. And they end up back at and the whole And the whole thing happens in front of the uh, the psycho girl mm-hmm. the whole thing happens in front of the psycho girl um but they jump off 
Um, and they end up back in, um, in they end up back in uh, in front of junk and yeah. in the recycle shop. Um, and and Rico's Utah in the last episode we forgot to say this, but Utah is given a um, a transformation. A uh, wristband type thing. I forget yeah. what it's called, but it's yeah. very, very common in these shows. Like yes. um, uh, Power Rangers, they had their morphine belts, but in Japan, there was something on the wrist. Right. Um, same with um, with Masked Rider or Common uh-huh. Rider. He had a transformation thing on his wrist that he would activate. Yeah. Um, and so he has this, and he activates it in front of the screen. Uh, well, and uh, when I first thought, I was like, how on earth is he going to hide that from everybody? It's so big and bulky, but apparently it can change sizes. He just, he hides it, or maybe it's disguised. It, it, tur- it turns people. itself into it, a uh, it 80s itself, wristband. It turns itself into a, a wristband. That, a wrist warmer. A wrist warmer that runs uh, runs the length of his forearm. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he, uh, so he, it then appears regularly, and he, yeah. he uses it, and he tra- trans, and he teleports and, and, and it, it went he, off. Okay, uh-huh. so so the tra- the chain of events was, she calls, Anti turns into a kaiju, mm-hmm. the wristband goes off, mm-hmm. Caliber jumps through the window. Caliber jumps through the window. Yeah, it just boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like, anyway, she totally knows now. They dumped them on the floor. He, he Caliber just dumps them on the floor though, and there's this awkward moment between Utah and um and Rika that we forgot to mention, and Rika says something she starts saying something uh-huh. and then Calder is like what are you doing transform and you just like okay yeah yeah and then he goes off before we can say anything and then rika's uh fairly peeved uh-huh. um well not really peeved but more just uh, accepting of the situation yeah she's like well I, I'll, I'll tell him after you yeah. know I'll, t- I'll tell him after um and he uh oh also before this though um Right yeah. at the very beginning of the episode, this is something we, we totally forgot to mention. Um, while they while they're talking, while right after they were talking about uh, how Caliber standing there creepy, um, Utah uh, no, Utah's friend Utsumi whispers to him, "Well, if you turn into Gridman, what if other humans are turning into the kaiju? What if you're killing real people?" And then Utah just, just freaks out. He's like, "Am I am I killing people? Really? I, no, that's not good. I I can't kill people." And then Utsumi realizes what he just did and apologizes. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm just I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. Yeah, don't worry about it. You're not killing people. They're they're kaiju. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um. But so he then goes. Uh, so he then goes into the computer and he transforms into Gridman again and they fight. And um, this uh. Like they they start getting their butts kicked by by Auntie, um, and it's, Auntie starts talking to them, and Utah freaks out, thinking that he, this is another human he's fighting. Yeah, and then they're like, "Well, can't." And then it cuts back to the kids, and it's revealed that Auntie—I I don't know exactly when it's revealed, but uh-huh. it is revealed that Auntie's power is the—he's designed to reverse or copy the powers of whoever he's fighting. That's the—that's the next. The, that happens in a little bit because it cuts back and they tell. Uh, well, um, Gridman's losing, and uh-huh. so they tell um, Caliber to go in and help him, and so Caliber turns into the sword again, and that's when um, Anti develops the two massive pairs of claws. Yeah, and that's when it cuts to uh, cuts to the girl, and she's watching the entire thing from the classroom, talking about how Aunt, and the classroom is completely abandoned except for her. Yeah, and she's talking about how Anti was developed to counteract everything he does. Yeah, 
uh, to, to copy everything that he does. And how excited she is now to finally see it in person because up till now she's watched it from a drone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so. Um, but anyway, uh, they. Um, well, um, there's kind of a falling out between um, Utsumi and Rika where. Um, well, have we actually discussed before the falling out? But, well. They they start arguing amongst themselves. That's what I bit. mean. Okay. That's what that's what I'm going on. Where she says, "What? Wait. Well, uh, there's a, there's a panicked look on um, Utsumi's face, and she wants to know what's going on. And he says, "Nothing. Don't worry about it." And he's referring to how he thinks he's thrown off. Uh, he thinks he's thrown off Utah because uh-huh. he talked about possibly killing humans, and Rika's worried that her not answering the phone is what's throwing him off. Right. Um, so they're both blaming themselves, but, um, being typical teenagers and throwing insults at other people to throw the shade off of themselves. Uh Um, but anyway, um, so they have, they have an argument, they have a falling out and then, uh, they see the death of Gridman, like Gridman gets defeated. Yeah. Gridman gets defeated. Mm -hmm. Junk turns off and they don't know what to do. They're completely, they're completely devastated. They have no idea what they're going to do. And Rika... And it spends quite a, quite a lot of the next part of the, the rest of the episode, um, the next sequence in the episode. It spends a lot of time, actually, um, with them being, uh, depressed and trying to figure out what to do next. Um, Mm -hmm. they, they even spend, they even... Well, and it shows, uh, Shinjo is now on top of auntie in in one of the shots and she's just laughing because she did it she won she killed him yes uh she's so proud of herself for having done it and she even treats her uh hikaiju to breakfast yep at and, a, an all-you-can-eat buffet and he's just gorging and that's the next hands. yeah that's the next that happens obviously the next day next morning. um because we but before s- that scene we find out that uh rika was spent the night curled up in the mm-hmm. chair in front of uh she junk. feels so bad about not being able to explain to him the reason that she didn't answer the phone or that she hung up on him and she was going planning on telling him when he came back but now she can't uh she's so upset about it that she's just kind of curled into the fetal position on the on a chair in front of the in front of the teeth in front of junk uh-huh. and mom comes in and says whoa you're you're here and she's like yeah did you go to sleep last night no well, what about school i'm going today okay well here come and get breakfast and then the camera pans out, and we see that Utsumi also spent a sleepless night in the recycle shop. Yeah, on the other side of the shop. On the other behind, side of the shop. Behind mm-hmm. some junk, and the mom didn't see him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, so they're both devastated by the loss of their friend, the death of their friend. Um, and they, uh, but, and then it cuts to Shinjo uh, having breakfast with, um, at the all-you-can-eat breakfast buffet. Yeah. Uh, with Auntie, and Auntie's just scarfing everything down. And she says, "So are you? So are you a human?" He's like, "No, I'm a kaiju." She's like, "That's right. You're my beloved little kaiju. There's nothing human about you at all." Type thing. I made you like this, um, and she's just so happy and so proud of herself. Um, but she, but uh, <laughs> is, is is it after? Oh, so there. The kids are on their way to school, uh-huh. and then Arika's just like. No, I can't do it. I've got to see it for myself. And so she goes to, she runs off, and Utsumi's like, "What the crap are you talking about?" And so they go to, uh, they go to. Uh, he falls after her, and they wind up in front of um, Utah's home, his yes. apartment. And they learn well, and then she's about to ring the doorbell, or she tries to have him ring the doorbell, but then she stops him, 
and says, yeah. no, I can't do this. And it's like, well, what do you mean? Well, why are we here in the first place? And it's revealed that she does not want to go through what she's already gone through with two of her friends, where nobody remembers them but her. Yeah. She can't do that again with Utah. Um, and uh, she came here because she wanted to know for herself. Mm-hmm. And, but she's she now has lost the, lost the courage to go through with it. And uh, goes off and runs off on her own. And Utsumi goes off after her again. They don't ring the doorbell, nothing. Right. And the camera just stays on the door for a little bit, making you think something's going to happen, but then nothing happens. Um, those jerks. Yeah. <laughs> and then they were back at the recycle shop because they're skipping school. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when they show up. <laughs> so a crew of. What is it? Three or four people? Three people. Three people come there, in. There's a there's a little woman with uh, blonde pigtails. Blonde pigtails. There's a big bulky guy with like an iron mask in front of his face, and there's an yeah. average looking guy with blue hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they come in, and apparently that they know Gridman, and uh, they know Caliber. They know Caliber, and they're wearing the same type of suits that Caliber was wearing as well. It's just yeah. like a black suit with kind of a greenish uh, dress shirt beneath it. Yeah. Turns. And they start ordering food from the cafe. They're like, whoa, there's a cafe at the back of the shop. What can I get? Oh, man, it's just a bunch of stuff that I hate. I'll go and have, have a latte. Oh, we'll make that two lattes. Oh, I'll have a latte as well. All right, make that three lattes. Uh, make mine a set. Wait, it comes in sets? You have a toast set? <laughs> it comes in sets? I'll have two. I'll make that two sets. Oh, that's not available until two. Oh, wait, this isn't available until two. Oh, man, Enrica and Utsumi are just like, what the crap? What are you guys doing here? Oh, we're here uh, to help Ultraman. Well, or we're here to help... I just said it again. Yeah. Ultraman. Yeah. We're here to help well, Gridman. Well, Gridman's dead. You can't. Gridman's dead. No, he's not. No, he's dead and so is Caliber. No, they're not. Hold on just a moment. They walk over to the computer. Caliber, what the crap are you doing? And then Caliber starts talking back to them. He's like, well... Well, before, Gridman, before uh-huh. that, no. But what, no, they don't talk to him through the computer. The computer's busted. Oh. At this point. Uh-huh. So, there's like... Do you usually ask, uh, so so they ask, um, what, can you tell us about our friend? Do you usually ask strangers about your friend? Why don't you ask him yourself? Well, how? How do you usually contact your friends? Oh, that's and, right. And, and, and it, mm-hmm. did, it didn't even dawn on them to try calling him from the phone. Uh-huh. And of course, it didn't dawn on him to try calling them from his mm-hmm. phone either. Well, but, no, but Rika calls, and they talk for a second, uh-huh. and then the blonde steals the phone. And says, says, put Caliber on. Put Caliber on. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? And he's like, oh, well, Gridman has survived. Gridman has completely recovered. And we were lying in ambush waiting for the kaiju to, co- the ki- kaiju to show up again. But the kaiju's not returning. Get out of there and come back here. <laughs> and so it shows uh, Caliber jumps. Uh, Caliber comes through Junk's screen again. Yeah. And they're all together and just like, so here, look. How about we just go ahead and draw the kaiju out? And so they have uh, Gridman. Gridman reappears uh-huh. in the middle of the city, and uh, as she is, as Shinjo is celebrating the the person, the, the the thing on uh-huh. her computer says, "Oh, uh, you may not want to celebrate right now. Well, wh- why is that?" And then she sees that Gridman's alive. She's like, "He's lived!" And so she gets Auntie to go fight him, and uh, this time um, they. they Gridman is more prepared for him and mm-hmm. puts up a better fight. And uh-huh. then they say, well, can you go help him? And Max says, oh, yeah, I can go ahead and do that. And Max is the guy with the, the metal plate in front of his face. Yeah. And he says his code word and he zooms into the... Zooms into so, the... Something uh, about Ultra Tractor. 
something like that. And he ultimate tractor. And he transforms. Uh, he goes through the screen and transforms in the real world into this massive, massive. Is a tractor tank. It's it's yeah. With it's two a, cannons. It's a tractor tank with two cannons, and it's huge. And he starts shooting at at um at Antsy. Yes. And uh, they then he uh, Max and then uh, Gridman then merge and. Gridman can't be comfortable in that thing because he put his arms up like this. Yeah, he did. He put his arms up like this while Max turned into this massive pair of giant arms. And his arms... For those of you who are not watching the video recording of this, I just put my arms up as if I was doing like... Uh, yeah, you're doing, a muscle, my... you're, you're doing a muscle man pose with your yeah. fists up, but the arms attached to him going down. Yeah. And so his so Ultraman's so, arms are now in the shoulders of... Well, it's a good thing he's a giant robot, because that would hurt if he was an actual person. Right. But And so, he and Max have uh, become this... this. He's got just a giant pair of arms now that have cannons on them. And and there's some attachment that enhances his head. It's like a partial helmet mm-hmm. mask thing that goes on, on him with the mm-hmm. arms. And then they fight, and... Uh, uh, Anti hits him with something. They, Ultraman counters, and they counter each other a couple of times. And then Anti uses his ultimate attack with this massive beam of energy. And uh, Gridman responds with his ultimate attack, which is another beam of energy. And they're blasting each other, and it's a extreme far shot of all the energy that they're doing to each other. And it's mm-hmm. massive and amazing. And um, then, oh, excuse me, both of them. At the same time, seem to run out of power, mm-hmm. and it's like time, and they both time out, and then they have to stop fighting. Yeah, I mean, uh, we, we in and, every and episode so far, when Ultraman is weak or is out of energy or something, the orb on his head starts flashing. Yeah, it's like a ha- warning. It's mm-hmm. like a, some kind of engine check, check engine warning. Something like something. that, and the same. Th- it's the same thing happening with Anti this time, mm-hmm. but Anti crumbles and reverts to his small form, and then passes out, and then passes out. Um, and then, uh, Gridman, after having defeated him, they then revert back to, uh, they teleport back in through the screen for, uh, Junk's screen, and, uh, everyone's happy to see Utah just fine, and Rika goes up to him and apologizes for not answering the phone, um, and says, um, but says, I couldn't answer it at that time type thing, uh-huh. and then she runs off behind the curtain that separates her home from the recycle shop, and she's got this kind of little happy smile that yeah. Utah's fine, um, and, uh, we see, uh, the next day, people are getting ready for school again, mm-hmm. and, uh, Utah, well, and, uh, we see Auntie standing outside of Shinjo's house, and Shinjo, again, has a bag of food. But instead of handing it to him this time, she slams it on his head and walks off. And that's where the episode ends. So, yeah. <laughs> so, Auntie's still alive. And he is no longer allied with uh, Shinjo. Uh, because of that treatment, I assume. Oh, wow. Um, and, yeah, that's where the three episodes end. All right. So, what are your final thoughts? Um, it's, it's a lot of fun, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch it this season. Okay. Um, I just have a lot on my plate right now, uh-huh. and it's a lot of fun, but the first three episodes didn't grip me story-wise the okay. way that other shows have. Okay. I enjoyed it. I'm probably going to keep watching it, though I may hold off until, you know, I don't have quite as many shows to watch, but that just, you know, I have so much that I'm just trying to get done right. uh, as well. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. It's real good. Uh, some people think it's one of the best shows of the season. 
I'm not convinced. I think it's really, really good. But I don't know if it's one of the best shows of the season. It might get um, really good. There might be some things happening past the first three episodes that really hit it home. Uh, so to those of you listening, uh, go ahead and get, leave us a comment, uh, either on, uh, Whitaker Weekly's, uh, um, website, uh, website, a uh, discuss. That's what I was thinking of the, the, the discuss chat, mm-hmm. uh, for this episode or in the uh, comment section for this, uh, the YouTube, uh, video. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I would like to watch more of it. I just don't have a ton of time to watch a lot of things right now. Right. I'm trying to get the beta done for my book, and I've got so much other stuff to do. Um, but anyway, um, next week it's my pick, and I'm very excited for this show because it's Studio Bones at their weirdest. Um, and Studio Bones is just an incredible, incredible studio. Either they knock things out of the park or it's garbage. And I'm hoping that they knock it out of the park with this one. I've heard some really good things about this show. But this is Dragon Pilot. Dragon Pilot. And this synopsis is from Google. We'll be watching it on Netflix, um, but Netflix's synopsis are usually pretty terrible, so I just found this on Google. Okay. Hisoni Amakatsu, or Hitomi Amakatsu, is a rookie in the Japan Air Self-Defense Force, located at the Gifu Air Base. While there, a concealed dragon, Masotan, chooses her to be his pilot, which leads her to discover that being a dragon pilot is her destiny, and she undergoes fighter pilot training for an upcoming mission for Hisone and the other dragon pilots. The pilots eventually go on the mission under the watchful eye of the command center. Okay, then. Um, now, you and I, we, we saw the the, uh, the trailer for this. We watched the trailer for this. And, and yeah, it, it uh, animation-wise, it reminds me a little bit of, uh, uh, what is it, uh... Uh, Little Witch Academia? Yeah, yeah, it does. It does have that vibe to it, where everything's kind of cutesy. Everything's cutesy and, mm-hmm. and exaggerated motion animation. Yep. But uh, for those of you who haven't seen the trailer yet, there's this great part where the dragon, in order to get the pilot inside of itself, eats the pilot. Yes. And then the pilot has to climb through just this slimy dragon's throat to get to the cockpit. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so they're surrounded by pink, slimy meat walls of meat mm-hmm. that suddenly become a, uh, a heads-up display and viewport. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm very excited for this. I've heard great things about it. So okay. we'll go ahead and watch that for next week's three episodes in. All right. Which brings us to our next segment, the recommendation of the week. And I'm going to recommend The Ungame. Now, I was introduced to this game by my wife. Who, while we were dating, she had a copy of it that uh, we played together. And what it is, is it's a party game that was developed by a uh, clinical psychiatrist. Who, it, it's, uh, it, it comes in two stacks of cards, level one and level two. And level one is kind of get to know you, fun. And level two is a much, uh, it has deeper questions in it. And now there are multiple editions. There's the young game for couples, the young game for family, the young game for kids. Mm-hmm. Um... And I play this with my family, and it's kind of a, it's it's a game designed to get people to talk talking to each other about random topics. Okay, and it's a lot of fun. Okay, okay. And uh, it's something my wife and I played a lot while we were dating to help get to get to know each other and kind of, um, yeah, to get to know okay. each other. Good deal. And uh, uncover things that we wouldn't think to ask. Cool. I'll have to check that out. That sounds like a lot of fun. Okay. And I guess it's time for the creator shout out, and that's yes. my turn this week. And I go, I'm going to go ahead and give a shout out to Zach Gorman. Um, Zach Gorman, I've known his stuff for years. I actually have some of his artwork. I've got some posters of his. Um, 
he did he did a lot of just wonderful uh, art for uh, uh, based off of or inspired by Super Nintendo games. Okay, like I've got some great art of his from uh, for based on Earthbound. I've got a poster of his that I've got hanging up in my cubicle at work. That's a poster of the Returners or mm-hmm. uh, from Final Fantasy VI. It's all the characters from Final Fantasy VI on the uh, on the bridge of the airship during a sunset nice um he is an incredible artist uh, his website is magical game time he's got several uh websites magicalgametime.com um was the one that i primarily knew him from you can also go to zachgorman.com mm-hmm. uh he does not have he doesn't update very often anymore just because his professional life uh has really taken off like he has done a ton of stuff um, so I would recommend that you guys, uh, check out his sites and I think his store is still up and running. We'll go ahead and put a link to it if it's, if it's still there. Um, but yeah. Um, and if not, then you can still go ahead and take a look at his incredible art. Um, I was reminded of his art because I, someone found a bunch of his Legend of Zelda comics and posted them on Im- Imgur. Okay. And I came across that today during a break at work. Um, but yeah, go ahead and give uh, Zach Gorman a try. I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, that's my shout-out for this week. All righty. Well. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much for listening in this week. If you listened on YouTube, please feel free to like this episode and subscribe to our channel. If you like what we do and want to support us, please spread the word of our podcast or even support us on Patreon. Where can they find us on social media? Our site, WhitakerWeekly.com. Currently has links to our Facebook page, Twitter account, Patreon page, and YouTube channel. We encourage all our, we encourage all our listeners to follow us on the social media platform of their preference. And if there's one we're not on yet, please reach out to us on one of the ones we've mentioned, and we'll broaden our scope to include you. All right. Well, I want to go ahead and give a shout out to uh, Ben Coombs for for providing the art for our podcast and website, and a shout out to Brazmataz for uh, writing uh, Drykolk, which we use for our opening and closing song. All right, well, that's it for this week. I've been Andrew. I've been Lee. And this has been Whitaker Weekly. You guys have a great week.